Good morning, Brose Conseco, and welcome to the Shift to Q podcast with Alan Kay. This is the third and final part of the first episode um, of this new season, and it's all talking about the Asian American experience. If you guys missed the first two, it's on the Spotify, YouTube, and Apple podcast channels. Now, I made this episode for a, a, a myriad of reasons, right? But the main one being is to understand that just because you're labeled, just because people perceive you in some manner, shape, or form, that you don't have to define yourself as such, and you can actually use that to your advantage. Um, I found my voice and found who I was in the poker world, not because of the fact that there's a lot of Asians that gamble, but more of the fact that being able to use those labels, being able to use my play, how I learned the game, and who I learned as people and my friends that are in the community Help me to find who I was, not by my looks, not by the way that people perceive me, but rather the passions that I pursued, the character that I displayed and how I showed up for others. Those things are the ones that define you. I also wanted to highlight the fact that you don't have to be offended by what anybody tells you if you choose not to. You know, today's day and age, with regards to being marginalized, you know, I feel like a lot of people victimize themselves 24-7. Oh, I can't do this because of this. Oh, I've been held back because of this. And dude, you can look at life in a constructive or destructive manner. And I used to be the biggest destructive, self-deprecating person that I could have ever imagined. I used to blame my race. I used to blame a lot of circumstances. But then at the end of the day... It's up to me on how I want to be defined. It's up to me on how I want to show up. And a lot of that was learned through poker, through Vegas, and the amazing, amazing fucking people that I met in the poker world. Um, I can't wait to display this episode because there are a lot of negative rhetorics around the poker world. But I'll tell you, there are some of the most amazing people that I've ever met. You know, you see people all the time with poker going fucking flat broke over a over a uh, a bet or something by betting on themselves. I could tell you some of those people, when they're invested into you, will go flat broke investing into you, and that's how much passion and love that they have for each other. Call it crazy, call it sicko, but I found that those relationships that I made in that world are the most fruitful, depthful, and emotionally intelligent relationships that I've ever been in. And I have so much to thank in my life because of poker and the people that I met through it. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts, and or Apple Podcasts. And let me know what you guys think about this episode. Enjoy. So poker, what I fell in love with poker, or why I fell in love with poker, is that poker is a pure game. It, it it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you have, or who you're married to, or your status in life. Like All that matters are the players at the table, the cards that you're dealt, the chips that you acquire and gain and earn and luck out of or get lucky into, and, and how to pretty much leverage all of those elements together. And that's what creates the beautiful game of poker. Um, it's definitely a game that is majority skill, a little bit of luck, and what's supposed to be etiquette. And because it's a game of skill that relies on the etiquette for it to be the game that it is, 
a lot more people really care more about the game than the people in itself because what makes the game fun what makes the game so entertaining and engaging is the fact that it is based off of integrity now there are cheaters there are anglers there are backstabbers um, there's a bunch of frenemies in the poker world but isn't that how life is in general it is a lot of that and just like everyday life um, in order for you to be able to leverage that with regards to those people is just by being present and learning you know i mean a lot of us um, well, for me in particular, I've been backstabbed and been angled for money left and right. And I fell for some of those, but how else would I have really known, um, to what to look for, to invest or not invest into people had it not been for those experiences that I wasn't able to learn from now, what I, <laughs> what I love about Vegas is that it brings people from all over the world and with that being said, when I was at the poker table and seeing a lot of these poker, especially because I played a Bellagio a lot, the I firsthand experienced every kind of global stereotype um, that Asians ever could have got. And like it's but it wasn't like the stereotype to like marginalize you or to judge you as a person but rather to strategize against you to see how they can play against you. And the poker world is the first industry or anything um, where Asians, not only do they fill out the majority of those poker rooms and gambling halls, but we are aggressively feared in the poker world. You don't know what you're going to get with Asian people. You have everything from the gambling the, the hell of a gambler guy that will risk everything he can just to bluff. You have everything from the tight conservative player that will only play the the big hands and the big, big, big money hands. And you just have an, an array of them. And, you, and it's crazy on how, because people don't experience Asian people very much outside of, you know, like Los Angeles or um, any other kind of global spot like that. It's interesting to see how you get stereotyped based off of that. And obviously, if someone thinks I'm loose and I'm going to be gambling all the time, then I'm going to play tight because then I'm going to play off that image. Not only did it show me how to play off that image, but it also helped me become versatile with how I decided to play based off of the images and the stereotypes I was getting. To the point where I, it would it would even come down to how I would behave at the table. Sometimes, for example, I would show up to a poker table and purposely not talk. And when I did decide to speak, I decided to speak with an Asian accent. I talked about this before. When the Asian accent is usually portrayed amongst a lot of white people or people that aren't used to diversity, they naturally marginalize them and make them feel less of people. So what does this do to certain people that view Asian people and marginalize them in their head? They don't even know it. It forces them to be more aggressive. It forces them to start trying to bully people out because in poker, you are trying to win money. It is competition. And the human element is as prevalent in poker as it is in any other kind of sport or any other kind of game. So there will be times where I would show up and I would, with the absolute nutter butters, the best hand by the river, and I would, you know, what it was set up the situation from hours before of speaking to people or not speaking to people and 
that game of just psychological war made me realize that it didn't matter who I thought I was because all that really mattered, especially in the poker world, is how I decided to play and how I was decided to show up in that aspect and the confidence that I can build not only with the strategy but just by being myself. And it was the first time also for which I like also not only was I detaching from those labels and using it to my advantage instead of being offended by it, it also started making me detach from being upset every single time I heard the word chink or every single time I heard the word gook or every single time I heard something negative about Asians, it made me start detaching. Because a lot of those times in those poker rooms when I would get those comments, it was in lieu of winning a huge pot against these guys. And I remember one part, one moment in particular I was Bellagio 2-5, no limit, and I had won this huge, probably $1,500, $1,600 pot. And as the guy was leaving, because I felted him, took him, took him for the rest of his money, he started you know, every single Asian derogative term, just yelling it to the point where security had to like take him out. And it was, my initial response was to be upset was to start saying comments back and I did. But as soon as I started talking, the but my buddy next to me calmed me down, immediately told me to stop. He was Asian as well. He was not as upset. He was not upset at all as a matter of fact. He pointed out to the chips and said, "Why does it matter if you already won his money, won his chips?" And that in of itself began the process for me to realize what really matters. Like, hell, if you want to throw me $2,000 every single time I use a derogatory word, then dude, pay me. That's fine. Those stereotypes, although they are negative and bad, they're, they're only negative and bad if we decide to do so. Being offended is an act of choice that we decide to make in those instances. And it was from that moment on that I have actively chosen not to be offended. And I'm not saying it's 100%, you know, strikeout rate because... I'm a human being. There are still things that I work through on a regular basis, just like all of us do. But those moments in and of itself made me realize that I don't have to identify with any of those negative stereotypes, especially if they don't even apply. It was at this point where I started really just honing into who I am, into Alan and into Alan Kay. And this is when the personality of AK Poker um, happened. And... This is where, for me, because I was very polarized as a personality, and back then, six, seven years ago, poker had zero personality, in my opinion. Yeah, you have the Daniel Negranos, you have the Phil Ivies, um, and you have, like, Phil Helmuth, but when it comes to, like, the, you know, active, working out, well-spoken, well-dressed and everything, that didn't happen in poker. And I know, for me, when I decided to start talking about poker, start talking about life, being polarized to who I was... And the lure of just my personality, um, what eventually, yeah, created this community of people that just loved me for who I was. It didn't matter, obviously, with the popularity, with the posting of hands and posting things that are controversial controversial, and polarized. You're going to have your fair share of lovers and haters of who you are. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this one thing. If there's one thing that I've really learned is A, you can't, you can't appeal to everyone. Not everybody is going to love you. And that's okay because number two, 
how you know who you are and how you know you can step into your power, into your vision is by being as so polarized to who the fuck you are is that you literally have that many haters and that many people that love you. And it's worth it every fucking time because there is zero reason to hold back who you are. And I'm learned that throughout that time and especially during that during that time, because to this day, uh, I have made so many amazing relationships through poker. Um, and in this next part, I'm going to go over all of that in the community that I've just fallen in love with and still love to this day. Like I was saying before, with regards to just being polarized and being who you are, um, being extremely polarized and them being loved for who you are in its entirety like I said before, has created the best relationships. I feel with that being said, the people that are in the poker community are probably some of the most misunderstood uh, people. Uh, first of all, poker in its entirety is not gambling. And I, if you're one of those people that think or every single time you heard the word hold'em or poker and you immediately thought is blackjack or slots or or craps and then I hate to say it but you're wrong. If I were to tell you there was an investment opportunity where you could get a 3 to 1 odds on your money with 80% equity and 85%, you know, percent chance of returning or getting a return on that, you'd be betting the house on that. For lack of a better term, you would be betting the house on putting your money in as much as you can. Well, as you would safely want to gamble with or whatever. In poker, you create those situations all the time, you know, by leveraging position, by leveraging your hands, by leveraging bet sizing and tendencies of opponents and the whole nine yards. You realize real quickly, the further you get into poker, that it is the furthest thing from gambling. It is more of a war of human to humans with just cards and chips as weapons and artillery. Now, with that being said, poker was to have this big of a community of people that are constantly being judged for being degenerates, for gambling way too much. And I will agree, there are people like that, including myself, who has been there a bunch of times. And being able, though, to get through all that bullshit the up and downs and the roller coasters it takes a real fucking sicko to still stay in this poker world and still night after night put in that fucking grind i mean there are nights where i lost so much and i wanted to jump off a goddamn cliff because i don't know what the fuck <laughs> that's how bad i felt but the next day brushed that shit off went back to the poker room and made a killing why because you have no other choice when you're grinding for your bills and you're grinding for child support when you're grinding to just make a living and get by. And here's the other part. Also prove everybody wrong that fucking told you that you can't play poker for a living. It's those kind of sickos are the people that I gravitate towards because one might say that they, Hey, are living life on the edge and they're pushing themselves way too hard to a point of discomfort. And I would not disagree with you or argue with that. But there is something about constantly investing into yourself 
to the point of sickness, but being so passionate about who you are and what you're doing and being so sure of yourself, maybe it's just you know, blind ignorance and, and blind aggressive ignorance for that matter, but you learn so much about how to believe in yourself to a point and to put yourself to a certain limit. You know, I have a couple of buddies that play some of the highest stakes in the world now. And, and you're just like, how? Well, I would have never bet a million dollars on this or I would have never bet $50,000 on the blind. But yeah, that's why you're not at that level. That's why, you know, you're not there understanding the game of poker to that level. Now, I don't want to push myself to that point because I don't love the game that much. I love it to the point of being social and talking to people about poker, being communal at the table, connecting with other people and being open about just everything because poker brings so many different people from so many different worlds, literally. And it brings them all together, has them talk about, you know, the hands, how he talks about politics. It's kind of effectively like how the barbershop is set up with regards to community and with regards to connecting. I've had some of the most amazing conversations at poker tables from the biggest professionals, from, um, some of the highest up of celebrities and athletes just by playing poker. It's an amazing spot, especially with the etiquette, especially with the rules. It just lets people be themselves and lets their skill against each other do all the talking. And because of poker and because of this amazing, because of the amazing people, I've got to connect with people that got me into the emotional intelligence work, people that showed me how to invest into yourself religiously. Up until the poker world, the only people I met were nine to five, you know, do whatever job for 40 years, join the military, retire, retire after 20 years and just get your pension and stick myself to um, just a basic middle class. And I'm not saying that's a bad living. That's, that's not at all. But for me now, that I've been exposed to so many people, um, so many like-minded people doing things that I want to do and making way more money about it and having more freedom, I realize that's what I aspire to. And that's what I consistently am gravitating towards on a regular basis because it's not about just trying to be comfortable. It's about living my life to the fullest, to the fullest potential based on how I want to live it, not based off of a societal construct that told me I need to live it in a certain way. And because of this, I have had some of the best friendships, some of the most disastrous friendships, some of the most beautiful women I've ever dated in my life. And they're amazing people. And that's what it is. And with this crazy game that we call poker, this crazy nights and the nights that we stay up and grind just to get even, I really, those people have everything to think and to show me about resilience being smart with your money, not being smart with your money, people, Max, there's so much that I've learned and gained um, through the poker world. So thank you all for that has been a part of my my journey up until now. And um, with that being said, you know, I want to cap this very first episode off with no matter what you've done up until this point, no matter what label, no matter what narrative you have of yourself, you can always change it. You can always make you into a better you. And I'm not saying change you. You should never change who you are. But if there's other aspects of your life and characteristics for which you want to improve, then improve them. Don't say try. Don't say you're going to. Literally start working on you to be the best version of yourself. If you're in a situation that you don't want to be in and it's not resonating with you, 
really figuring out why. All right. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in for this first episode. Um, upcoming, we have a couple of really good interviews. Uh, and the rest of the season is going to be a bunch of interviews with a bunch of phenomenal people that have done the work um, and that are getting themselves into their higher selves. Um, thank you guys all for tuning in. Please, if you guys haven't already, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, but until then, I love you guys. Thank you all again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you guys later.